0: Welcome to the North Rock Church Podcast. For more great content and updates, visit northrockchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome. I am excited to bring um, the last installment of what is happening to my church. What a great question that is, right? Because we see it. We see the changes. Um but just taking a pause in our normal things and saying, what's happening? Let's just address some of this stuff. Um, the last three weeks were really good, every single week. So I highly recommend, if you missed any of that, go back and listen to the podcasts. Um, really good stuff that came out of all three of those. And I can't re-preach those. I'll have to do something new, but go back and listen. Um, but just to kind of give you an overview of what we talked about, um, we introduced a um, a thing that's happening in our church, that there's changes, and not just in North Rock, but in church in general over North America. And we found this book called Canoeing the Mountains. Now, if I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Lewis and Clark. We've talking been, been talking about them for a little bit. I am a U.S. history geek, and so I got super excited about this book. Um, probably got wrapped into it in too much, but um, it basically talks about how they started off on this journey to find the Northwest Passage. They started on a, uh, in a canoe, and they were going on a river, and then they hit the Rocky Mountains. And you guys, so we live here. We know what that can mean and what that could look like. And it talks about that analogy of, okay, we dropped the paddles now. Now what? What's in front of us? Where do we go from here? We are facing uncharted territory. I mean, they knew they were going to be facing uncharted territory, but they kind of had a thought in their mind like, oh, well, maybe it'll be just like what we came out of. It'll just continue. We'll find a river. It'll go to the Pacific Ocean. All will be good. And then, no, that is not what happened. So we have to remember that there are some things that we have to lay down and, and not take with us. Those paddles, right? We can't take the paddles with us. It's, it's just a burden that we don't need to, to carry. But what are those things that we do need to carry? Because we do have some things that we need to take with us into this uncharted territory. So that's where we're going to be camping out today. But first, let's pray because that always helps, right? Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this place. Um, Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in your church. Lord, that you are our focus. Um, You are our mission giver. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do when we're facing uncharted territory, we need to regroup and remember the mission. Okay, so the mission, Lewis and Clark started off on this mission, right, to find the Northwest Passage. The way they were going to go about it was going to change, but the mission was still critical, and it was non-negotiable. It was given by their commander-in-chief. They were to go and do that. For the church, I feel like this is the same thing. We were given a mission, right? Jesus spoke it. So I'm going to read um, the NIV version of this uh, just to refresh our memory. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's our mission. That doesn't change. That is non-negotiable. The way we go about it might change. So the mission, if we could sum it up quickly, is to go. And as we go, disciple. So I like to look at other translations of the Bible just to kind of get a different view of what these different scriptures are. And I really liked the message version. So that's actually the one that we're going to have up on the screen that I'm going to read to you. Jesus undeterred went right ahead and gave him his charge. God authorized and commanded me. To commission you. Go out and train. Everyone you meet. No one's left out. Far and near in this way of life. Marking them by baptism. In the threefold name. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Instruct them in the practice. Of all that I have commanded you. And I'll be with you as you do this. Day after day after day. Right up until the end of the age. Doesn't that just. Bring a new perspective to that that mission statement. Go. And as you go, train. Another word is disciple. Another word that we use around here is grow. We grow. And it doesn't necessarily mean that as we go, we have to be missionaries in Africa. Right? No. No. I mean, it could mean that. So if you are feeling like a tugging at your heart for that, please come see me afterwards. We can talk. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to go across the sea. What it does mean is that we need to go into our communities. We need to go into our workplaces, into our schools, into the areas where we hang out with our kids. We need to be intentional about the way that we go. Because, as Jesus said, we need to train people in this way of life. And what is this way of life? It's a way of love. That's, that sums up the whole thing. Love God and love each other. That is the way of life. I like this, this quote, and I tried to look up to see who actually said it, and I could not find it, so if somebody knows. Share the love of Jesus, and if necessary, use words right? We can love people, we can be kind to people, but we don't necessarily always have to have the last answer or whatever. We can do that. And how do we get there? How do we feel like we're ready to go? I think it just comes as we grow and as we gather. These things are not, I know we say, gather, grow, go. I purposely put them backwards on this screen. Because I don't believe that it's linear. It's not, as we gather, we will grow, and then as we grow, we will go. No. It it happens all the time. As I go, I can gather with people, and I can grow. But I can also disciple as I go. And Do you see how that works? It's just kind of one of those things that it's not a linear thing. We do these things all the time. But I think that what it really boils down to is as we grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus, we can't help, we are compelled to go out and share what we've learned. Because we have that love in us, we've we've established that in our hearts, and we can't help but share it. So I thought about different ways to disciple and honestly we would not have enough time in a year's worth of services to talk about all the different ways that we can grow Disciple Train. Um, But I thought I would share just a couple of things that I've done in the past um, and that actually that's going on right now just to kind of help you see. Um, Financial peace, I know, I'm going to plug it just because it's kind of (laughs) like, I know we just talked about it. But as I was praying, this was probably, I don't know, two years ago. As I was praying for our community, um, the Lord started stirring my heart. I like numbers. I, like, I used to be the administrator here. I, I like to do those kind of things. And so the Lord started stirring my heart with people that were really struggling financially. And I thought, oh, man, that's so hard, Lord. What, what do we do with that? And I realized as he was opening this up to me is, oh, we, I did actually attend a Dave Ramsey class one time oh, I could actually host something and help people along the way. And it didn't have to be a big thing. You know how we started? Rob and I invited a few of our friends to come to our house and do the Dave Ramsey class with us. We got a great refresher course, but you know what was better? We got to build relationships with our friends. We got to talk and chat and learn from each other and encourage each other. It was such a good thing. And then it just kind of grew. So now the people that started off with me wanted to do it again. And so they were able to lead. Do you see how that happens? As we move out, as we take that next step that we're so unsure about taking, we can disciple, we can train. They can disciple us and train us, and we can go on mission together. Um, Another example... um, I asked Di if I could bring this up because it's a really good story. When I first started at Grace Church, um, now we were meeting back in the old warehouse. So this was a long, long time ago. Um, I ended up going to Diana's Bible study, and when I now knowing me, I was full of fear had my Christianese mask on, like I had I had to have all the right answers for all the right things, and no way was I gonna say something if I didn't know what I was talking about. And so here I am, I'm coming into Diana's Bible study. And the Lord I think knew that I needed that group of ladies in my life because the very first week we did prayer requests. And I heard all these ladies praying out loud. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna pray out loud. I'm not gonna do it. And afterwards, I think it was afterwards, um, Diana let me in on a little clue. Okay, you get a free pass the first week. But if you come back, you're praying out loud. And I was like, oh! it was The struggle was real, you guys. Like, I didn't, I didn't know if I could pray out loud. But I went back. I took that next step. I engaged with it. I don't even remember what came out of my mouth as I prayed out loud that time. But it changed my life. And now I get to help other people learn how to pray. And I get to invite other people to pray with me. And can I tell you that as I pray with people, it brings life to me. And I don't know if I would be there if Diana hadn't challenged me a little bit. So that brings me to my next thing that we need to take with us. We need to remember our mission. cannot forget that. We also need to remember who we are now the core of discovery as they were known Lewis and Clark's um, team they were journeying into uncharted territory each person had a role to play they all had different jobs to do um, they all had different things that they were in charge of um, I read the story about Sacagawea now if you remember your US history from back in the day Sacagawea was the Native American girl that was kidnapped from her tribe, married a uh, fur trapper, and then ended up on that mission because Lewis and Clark hired her husband to come and be an interpreter. She had just had a baby. Okay, so she's, I think she was like 16, just had a baby, and now we're going to go marching across the country. I can't even imagine that. I think the reason why this really, I really like this story is because she is the most unlikely character <laughs> that you could imagine to be on a cross-country adventure with a bunch of guys. But she was critical to the mission. She was critical to the mission. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but a couple of things that stood out to me in her story. She brokered the deal for the horses so that they could get across the mountains. You know Why? because the person that she was dealing with was her brother, her long-lost brother from the tribe that she had been kidnapped from. So the Lord had already set up her to be in that place for such a time as that. Isn't that so good? I feel like that's us too, by the way. We'll get there. And then the other thing she was able to do, because she was a woman, because she was a mom who was carrying around her newborn son with a group of guys as they were tracking along, it brought peace to every situation that they ran into. Because if it had just been a group of guys, the core of discovery, then they would it could have been um, seen as being a war party coming in to take advantage of them or whatever. But because a woman was there with a baby, it brought peace to that situation. So she was a bridge builder and she was a peacemaker. And she was so... And I might be reading words into this, but she was along for the journey. It's not, she was the one that was the wife of the interpreter. She wasn't even the interpreter, but she was present and she was there. Can I tell you how important it is for us to realize that we are important, that our presence is important? We may not realize it, but it is. Often we hear about the leaders of the journey, right? Lewis and Clark, we all knew them, but do we know the other people that play a part in that? Because it takes a whole team to get across the country, and it takes a whole church to go into uncharted territory in the um, in the New Testament, um, It talks about um, teams or sorry, not team church um, and <laughs> lost my train of thought there for a second. We can talk about um, how that looks like in the church, but I thought this was the best way to describe it, so I'll read it for you real quick. It's from 1 Corinthians 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. I know I'm camping on this quite a bit, but we are all essential, and we are all needed. So I brought an example of someone who really didn't know who they were. And I thought this would be kind of funny. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I'm a grandma. And honestly, I would go to animated movies whether I was a grandma or not. I love them. Okay, so I'm going to bring out this um, little character from Toy Story 4. His name is Forky. Now, if you've not seen Toy Story 4, I'm going to give you just a little rundown about who Forky is. But this is my grandson, Jace's, and I promised him that I would take care of him, and that I wouldn't let him get hurt, so that's why he's in a box with bubble wrap. Okay, so Forky. Toy Story 4 is the continuation of the story of Woody and his friends. They're in a um, playroom of Bonnie. Bonnie is their person, and Bonnie starts kindergarten. So Bonnie um, is scared. She goes to school, and she makes a friend out of trash. And she brings him home. And so Woody (laughs) introduces Forky to the whole rest of the group. And the only thing that Forky can say is, I'm trash. I'm trash. And Woody tries to explain to him, no, you're not trash. Bonnie made you. You're important. Do you see the connection? how God created us, and sometimes I think we can get stuck because we think, oh no, I'm just this, or I'm just that. No, you're important, just like Forky was. You know, he doesn't really do anything. He's just a spork on a thing of clay. But to Bonnie, it was important. He's important. So anyway, just a little. I tried to get the clip from Toy Story 4 to tell the story, but I couldn't. So I brought the next best thing. <laughs> and now an example of, you know, just being who you are um, as you're going. I My sister is a traveler. She just got back from Israel, and she took a, a tour guided um. Adventure into Old Town Jerusalem, and so she got to do all of the things, like all of the things that I really want to do. Um, and um, she came back and she told this story about their tour guide. So they had hired him to go, and as he was going, he was telling everyone, you know, if you if you believe, this is the place where Jesus walked to be hung on the cross. If you believe, this is the tomb where they laid him. If you believe, and, and so everything that he was saying, he was saying, if you believe. See, he was an Israeli, but he was an atheist. And so when they came and they sat down and they started talking to him, two of the people on the, the tour were Christians and asked him, you know, what do, what do you believe? And he said, I, I almost came to believe what you believe one time. And it was when I gave a tour for two weeks to a family from Texas. They loved each other so well and respected each other so much over those two weeks hmm, that they, he had hope that there could be love in the world. Isn't that good? I don't even know who that family is from Texas. I bet he doesn't even remember who they are, but he remembers how they acted towards each other, not even towards him. I'm sure they were good to him, but how they acted towards each other. That love resonated because it was so in there. And they were on vacation. So as we go on vacation, we can be intentional, right? They brought up this scripture. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. It's not so good. We are loved by God and we are so important to his team. And as we journey into uncharted territory, we definitely need to remember our mission. We need to know why. We also need to know who we are. We need to remember who we are as we go. But the third thing we need to remember, we need to remember who our commander-in-chief is. Hmm. Jesus is our Commander-in-Chief. He is Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Baptizer. He is our Healer. And He is our soon-and-coming King. And there is no one greater. He is good. And He is a waymaker. I love that song. We may be journeying into uncharted territory. But He isn't. He knows exactly where we're going. He builds his church. He knows the terrain. He knows what we need. He gave us the mission. And do you remember the last part of the mission statement? And surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This is where we differ from Lewis and Clark. Our commander-in-chief is with us. He didn't send us off and say, good luck. Nope. He's with us every step of the way. In fact, I think sometimes he comes and he moves rocks out of the way for us so we don't trip. If I could have the worship team come back up. But isn't that good news? He doesn't leave us. He's always with us. But that's not even the best part. And that's good. The best part is that we are loved by him and we are known by him. He loves us and he knows us. Just let that sink in for a minute as we're on this mission together as a church and we are following our commander-in-chief. He knows each one of us by name and he loves us deeply. If you've never read Psalm 139, Oh, such. I thought about actually reciting the whole thing, but I thought I would run out of time. But if you have your Bibles with you, get them out and take a look at it. It's a really good chapter on being loved and known by God. As the worship team sings this next song, let's just pause for a minute. We can get up and sing, but first let's just pause and quietly tell the lord how thankful thankful we are for him and for his word that always brings truth just talk to him maybe read that psalm 139 but just sit in his presence for a little bit and then i'll come back up and i'll
1: close can i can I interrupt you just for a moment hey i just uh, want to take a quick second and say uh couple of things. The first uh, is just how stinking proud I am of you and the way that the Lord has grown you from a Sacagawea in our congregation, someone who helped in ways that nobody saw was behind the scenes. You didn't get the credit for it. And in your faithfulness and your service to him, he's now brought you to be one of the party leaders taking us on this new adventure. Isn't that amazing how God does that? Yeah, and I really do sense, I really do sense the something the Lord is saying to me, and I I, uh, I bring it before you as the body. To hear that is, it's not just Sacagawea, and it's not just Lewis and Clark who went. It's they created a path forward. And many, 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 many people came behind that. And so I just sense from the Lord this morning that maybe he's encouraging, that he's stirring, that, that there's something inside of us that we can identify with, that, I, that Sacagawea story. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Or you just sense that God is stirring something in you to take the next step, to, to take that sense of adventure and to move forward into his preferred future for your life. Is that, if that's you, would you hold your hand up high? Yeah, a whole bunch of us. That's good. I just wanted to hijack your message for a quick second as I sensed the Lord wanted to say something here. Um, and then I'm going to give it back to you to close, okay? But, Father, we do just thank you for your calling in our life that because of who you are, we're something, we're people who are not just significant, Lord, but we're people that reflect your glory in this world. And so, Lord, knowing that that's it, we we can't afford to see ourselves as forky. pray, Father, you would reveal to us next steps, opportunities for us to gather, to grow, and to go into our weeks. Lord, for those that you're stirring to go on this great adventure, Lord, I pray that you would give them boldness, that you would give them strength, that you would give them vision, that you would give them joy, that you would give them hope, knowing that you are the one who leads us into victory. So, Lord, we just acknowledge that today. We thank you for Lori and her ministry and her words this morning. Lord, they've stirred our hearts. Lord, help us to take the next step as we create the path following you into the future. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: That was good. Thank you, Chad. I'll just follow it up with, if this is new to you, if you're here for the maybe the first time or maybe the 50th time and you don't know what it's like to be a part of the church or be on the team that we're talking about, um, we'd love to invite you to come along with us on this journey. We're going to pray this prayer that we pray here every week. Um, If it's for your first time, I would love to meet you afterwards. We have a, a Bible that we'd love to give to you. But if, you've, and if it's for your 50th time, let's just say it like it's the first time, like we're re-upping into this team. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and that you rose from the grave three days later. I receive forgiveness for every failure and sin in my life and give to you the right to direct my life from this day forward. I dedicate myself to learning the scripture living in fellowship with God's people and following you in water baptism. It's in Jesus' name I pray and I trust. Amen. All right, I just have one more thing that I want to read for you guys. It's the prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church, and I feel like it's timely for us right now. So receive this. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people, that's you, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us, to him be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks, you guys. Go out and love on some people. For listening to the North Rock Church Podcast. For more information about our church and upcoming events, check us out at northrockchurch.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram.